0: Hello and welcome to the latest Science for Support podcast. I'm your host, Matt Solomon, and today I'm delighted to be joined by J.D. Snyder. This podcast is brought to you by Hawking Dynamics, the world leader in innovative force plate technology. Hawking Dynamics takes a user-centric approach, featuring a fully customizable cloud-based software that allows users to easily digest and analyze complex force plate data. The technology is constantly evolving, much like an app update for your iPhone. They communicate with users on a daily basis to make their system better. In addition to all of that, they also offer some of the most competitive prices for bilateral force plates on the market, and they're the only force plate company offering a completely wireless system. So if you want to find out more, check out their easy intro to force plate section at www.hawkingdynamics.com forward slash blog. So without further ado, it's time to welcome JD onto the show. So, J.D. Snyder, welcome to the Science of Sport podcast, mate. It's absolutely fantastic to have you here. Well,
1: thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. The pleasure is absolutely all mine. Um, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to have uh, spoken to you a number of times and uh, managed to meet you in person as well, which normally doesn't happen with our uh, podcast. So, um, I know you a little bit, but can you give us a quick introduction as to who you are and what you've been up to until now?
1: Of course. Uh, My name is JD Snyder. I am a high performance coach here in Taiwan, Taichung, Taiwan, to be a little bit more specific, working for a company called Peak Force International. I am currently working with a variety of levels within rhythmic gymnastics, cycling, swimming, uh, and I just began uh, recently, a few months ago, uh, working with Paralympic table tennis.
0: Mate, that's a a big different list of uh, of options and I work with Paratable tennis as well, so we can definitely uh, discuss that at a future date but um what what's going to be an interesting one for today is uh, how you communicate across that language barrier so obviously uh, in Taiwan there is a fairly large language barrier um, Can you give us a quick yeah a quick summary of what's important about communication to your practice
1: Oh certainly um you know Just kind of starting casually, you know, today in the office, we have a new coach who is a former national bobsledder who is from Tokyo. Uh, We have the majority of our staff uh, is Taiwanese. And, you know, we were having a discussion today, and I can't tell you how many words we were going back and forth with. I thought my colleague was teaching me a word in Japanese, and he was trying to say thank you in. Chinese, uh, so it you know it continues to uh, amaze me just how often you know little you know uh, sounds within each word can be uh, you know portrayed through you know different cultures. Um, you know I think what's so important to understand is as a coach there is so much to benefit and so much communication that isn't said, and those are moments that you know, if we capitalize on, I think the relationships within our teams and the relationships that grow with from teammate to teammate, as well as from teammate to coach uh, are, you know, uh, it's, it can be effortless and it can also be so rewarding. Um, you know, from there, you know, just a you know, uh, general value I have is, you know, making sure that the relationships are built on a solid foundation and making sure that, you know, everyone within that relationship values, you know, the, the synergistic, uh, the synergy, the synergy, pardon me, between, uh, both parties, uh, without clear columns, especially, excuse me, in a foreign place. Um, it's, the, the probability of succeeding just continues to to decrease. The odds pile up against you, with the less and less you know opportunities that you don't take advantage of. So, uh, my training sessions, you know, the the times that I see athletes resting, the time that you know I we we transition from our meeting place to the training site, you know, being able to pronounce a word better, being able to uh, see how someone is doing whether it's as simple as a thumbs up for fei hao very good uh, thumb to the side hi uh, hao uh, thumb to the bottom you know bu uh, hao just trying to get a glimpse as far as you know how they're feeling right then and there uh, you know making sure i'm going from athlete to athlete making sure no one is left uh, you know without that that feedback knowing where they stand uh, before we get rolling with the session is one of my highest priorities. Um, you know I took a a, bl- a bus with uh, one of my interns to our site in Daja, Taichung, uh, to work with a series of our junior senior and a couple of our national uh, cyclists. And she was getting a little tired and I was trying to, you know explain to her how our energy is going to determine the quality of their training and that even though we might be a little tired and we might be you know uh, a little preoccupied with things that we have going outside of our working life to put that aside and compartmentalize that during your training session and provide the highest energy You know, obviously we want to, you know, radiate that energy. We want to also show that, you know, we are calm and composed, but without that presence of, you know, that high energy and the positivity, you know, we, we don't necessarily know the potential for that athlete to, you know, kind of peak in the adaptation that we're trying to impose upon them. So uh, it's, it's very crucial for me to make sure that everyone that I'm working with is not necessarily going around just ready to rage, but going around and making sure that we're pulling people up that we see and making sure that those who are having that, that stellar day are then pulling the partner up next to them. So it's making sure that that team is united every time that we're together
0: which is hugely important. Um, so considering that language barrier, uh, what are the key methods of communication that you use? So like what, obviously, talking becomes a bit more of an issue and you can communicate with some words. Um, what kind of other methods of communication do you use to make sure that your athletes are training at the optimum every single day? Uh,
1: I, I think the, the biggest thing is making sure I simplify the process. You know, uh, obviously, the more technical uh, my training is, the harder it is for me to convey what the process should be and what our goals are. So uh, I've, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to uh, my, (laughs) my Chinese teacher, Claire, who uh, has made sure that, you know, my, my tones are a little bit better as far as trying to cue. So now I've gotten to the point where my squat shenduan uh, is getting a little bit better. Um, the process of you know breaking at the hips before we descend, uh, you know tingsheng keeping a proud chest or chest upright, lianjing Feng keeping the eyes up on the horizon. Um, little things like that are starting to come together, which uh, I never thought was going to happen. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's being able to use the the methods that I'm used to. So um you know counting has become a, a skill that I think has come in handy in so many situations, but um being able to go into your your three-step process for every motion. Uh, so eat or Sun, keeping it to a, a three-step demonstrate, three-step again, and you know letting the athlete execute. Um, you know, body language and just being able to have that fist bump or the high five in between—you know—every uh, movement, I think, is so valuable. Um, and then I think the at the end of the day, making sure that uh, you know we're seeing the the positive behavior or the the motivation. Uh, my gymnasts are are starting to be a little bit better at this. They, they get a little distracted sometimes, but. Uh, When we still have maybe two or three of the uh, athletes completing their last repetition, Um, I had the juniors stop because the seniors came in, the juniors who were finished, you know, they were very distracted, wanted to communicate with the seniors and, um, you know, being able to pull them together to, you know, encourage. Uh, We have one word that's very universal here in. Uh, China and Taiwan, it's jial, uh, which literally translates to "add more fuel," um, but it's a encouraging, uh, you know, chant that we use. Um, so making sure that you know little things like that, and and focus all the way through uh, to see those athletes, you know, kind of finish one thing together and uh, not let let anyone stranded. So. Um, as far as the teamwork goes, I think that you know being able to pull them together at times to see that you know we're not in it alone, and uh, keeping that uh, keeping that community within the team uh, strong. Because at the end of the day, I cannot always communicate the most, but if I am demonstrating and I am correcting some of the senior athletes who are a little bit better with their, you know, obviously with their native language, but a little bit better with English as well. Um, you know, I have one more set of eyes that I can relate to, to either help with an additional cue or to, uh, you know, kind of set off and build their responsibility level with, uh, relaying that to a younger athlete.
0: So by the sounds of it, you kind of, um, you've gone through a process whereby you've taught, Uh, athletes for maybe a a year or two years and the older athletes can then start to teach the younger athletes um, and you can kind of oversee that process and make sure that their communication is effective um, and making sure that they're getting the right cues at the right time is that right
1: that is spot on that i'm my intent is to coach to you know create those other coaches within the team Uh, four eyes are always better than two and you know Being able to set the responsibility to keep the team safe, let alone, you know, uh, uh, productive in this process is my, you know, uh, my end goal there.
0: This podcast is also brought to you by Flex. Flex is the latest product to enter the velocity-based training market developed by the team at GymWare. Flex is the only laser-based training system available, and it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub 500 US dollar category. It's wireless, portable, and it's super user-friendly. Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from the competition at flexstronger.com. Mate, <coughs> fantastic. And you mentioned that you've uh, you've got a, a language teacher, how much of a difference do you think it makes in terms of your buy-in when you start to try and use that language? And maybe maybe it's not a case of using it fluently or or uh, every single moment, but does that does that give you more buy-in? Does that give you extra, yeah, an extra ten percent from the athletes?
1: Uh, I, I certainly it, it's most certainly does. It's uh, all about the effort and trying to become more of a community leader uh, my goal here with Peak Force is you know to uh, you know try to not only share my knowledge with the teams but share my knowledge with coaches and and being able to uh, relay as much as I know that is you know easily translated um, but when I came in and I, I remember the the first week after I learned uh, shoulders Jembong, um, and I'm trying to relate to a couple of the athletes, um, you know, proud chest, shoulders tight. And, uh, I couldn't remember whole soul, which is to retract the shoulders. And it was so great to see there were about eight or nine of the athletes at one time, Jim bong, uh, and all of them kind of came together whole soul, And, you know, they all kind of, you know, laugh along the process, but, you know, that's one more thing where, you know, I'm I'm trying to show that I'm making steps forward in, in the language, and it is by far one of the most challenging things that I've <laughs> I've stumbled through. Uh, but the more that I practice, the more that I challenge myself, the more that the more of the athletes come to me with questions in English because they want to know more of the process. Um, Mate, that's, that's that, absolutely
0: fantastic. It's a really, it's a real yeah. testament as well to your efforts uh, to make sure that you're giving the best possible service to to your athletes as well. That's uh, that's really good to hear. So obviously, with such a, a clear difference in languages, um, that you're going to come across some serious barriers. What are the what are the biggest barriers that you've come across until now?
1: Oh, that's that's a good one. Uh, so I think the the biggest part is being able to. Relay the process. You know, there in Asia, I think the majority of the coaches are looking for such high outcomes that we start to lose sight of the process goals. And you know, most of those we start to see, you know, just a a list throughout our annual training plan. And being able to communicate that has been an absolute blessing with my current company. Uh, however. The times that I had to relay this message when I was working for uh, within China was very complicated, and I think that you know it goes into you know what type of adaptation we're looking for, and if we're doing a certain movement, uh, if it didn't look something similar to the sport uh, or wasn't sport specific, you know there was a lot of. Uh, out into how it could better the athlete so over here in taiwan i've been very fortunate because my company uh, we have uh, a lot of coaches who are able to you know help us with reporting and you know we're we're getting the ideas across to the coaches as far as what do these athletes need Uh, not only because of their their level as an athlete uh, but also to you know avoid the injuries based off of what type of information those athletes are relaying in that initial evaluation. So, uh, you know, I have a phenomenal relationship with our physio, and for instance, I uh, I had one of my collegiate gymnasts come to me uh, last week during a training session, and she had a lot of discomfort in her shoulder, and from her range of motion uh from what she was able to relate to me you know it didn't seem like much but you know i took it one step further and i asked her physio to come on up and just take a look and you know communicate you know i had a plan in place but i wanted to make sure that you know he gave me the okay and we you know both kind of came to the same conclusion after he assessed her and it was phenomenal to see that she was so relieved you know, not only did I, you know, uh, kind of ask her a series of questions, but it was the the extra step, you know, that intent to make sure that, you know, we're we're in this process to make sure that these athletes are progressing and they're not going to be put in a position where we're putting them in danger. And, uh, you know, we, we had a couple new coaches come on board recently and... They asked me the, uh, a very unique question, which was, "What if the athlete feels uncomfortable, you know, doing a movement, or maybe they have a little bit of pain?" And my my first answer to them was, "You know, we're we're not in this we're not in this role to make someone hurt. You know, there's going to be on unta- there's going to be several times, you know, if we're doing our job right and they're at a higher level, that they're going to feel uncomfortable and they're going to know it, but at In the same process, we want to make sure that they under that they know we're in this to help them grow, not to break them down. So, uh, I'd say at a macro level, being able to, uh, set off these process goals to the coaches to make sure that they understand that we're going to take these small steps, but see improvement every time we take that step, as long as it's not a hurdle. And then at a day to day, operation making sure that the athlete is confident in our approach because we're after their you know we're making sure we're looking after their safety let alone the progression in their performance so um, you know here it it's been an operation that's been evolving in a in a feed forward loop where the more that these athletes come across these situations where maybe they we're working a a very long practice and they're coming to a training session right after, you know? Uh, And we take a time, we take, you know, a moment to step back and say, do we really need to stress them? Or can we give them, you know, a small dose of what our plan was and kind of deviate to make sure that they're set in for the next, you know, three to four weeks of a much more intensive plan. And uh, I can't tell you how much I've, you know I've seen improvements within these athletes because they're just they they are you know not only bought in but they're relying on the strength training to you know see those improvements to to not feel the pain or the uh overuse anymore but to feel more confident and the the strength not only physically but mentally
0: right absolutely fantastic so Based on what we've uh, discussed today, what would be your top tips for coaches who want to improve their communication, potentially across a language barrier? Um,
1: I think, you know, put very short, you know, uh, when you step in the room, you know, we want to be energetic, but calm. Uh, We want to uh, be observant, but also proactive. Uh, And then most importantly, we want to make sure that we're consistent and we uh, demonstrate our passion for sport. And I think that if the athletes see, you know, how much you enjoy this process, that they'll learn that they can too. Mate, absolutely fantastic. So,
0: uh, the most difficult question and the, the most horrible question that we ask uh, is: What is the one thing that you do or see differently which the rest of the world can learn from? Could you give us a, a quick answer to that one? Oh, that is
1: a stumper, by the way. So uh, there's, <laughs> there's tons of pressure on that. Oh my goodness. Um, You know, I think the first thing was, uh, you know, making sure you follow what you're you're passionate for. You know, I I jumped from a a pretty sweet job at university to come to Asia. And, you know, I've made a lot of sacrifices, but I have loved, I have loved this journey. And I have met so many amazing people in this process that I am eternally grateful for. I, you know, the, the different, um, the difference, I mean, I, I highly doubt it's, you know, too different from uh, a coach at this level, but, you know, making sure that you're always eager to learn and doing your best to, you know, deliver that newfound knowledge at any chance that you can to those who are willing to to hear you, you know. Uh at work I can't tell you how many times uh I've just started rambling on. Um and I think that sometimes being able to stop and and listen and see who is eager to grow with you and making sure that you keep the relationship to those individuals as strong as possible. And with those relationships that you know are you know, we go back to that that synergistic uh, relationship. You know, you'll find that your growth will have this never ending ceiling. And I think that with the the network I've been really grateful to, to have here in Asia, and you know, gosh, and you know, UK and Australia, um, it's been something that has opened my eyes to potential in not only my my own you know knowledge and experience but being able to deliver this and you know unlimited toolbox to my athletes to see them grow from it and it's just this never-ending feed-forward system
0: absolutely love that mate that's that's really cool thank you very much so uh jd thank you so much for your time today or uh, for being on the podcast and uh, i look forward to another one soon sounds great matt thank take you care very much buddy cheers And once again, a massive thanks to JD for all of his hard work on today's podcast. Before you leave, I want to point you in the direction of our free-to-download agility mini course. That's around two hours of great content broken down into bite-sized chunks. So if you want to improve your agility knowledge, be sure to have a free download of that one. It's in the show notes. So all you have to do is click on that one in just a few seconds' time. And that's it. Once again, a massive thanks from me. I'm Matt Solomon for Science Sport, and I'll speak to you next week.